Sunshine. You're listening to WNUR 89.3 FM HD1 Evanston, Chicago. I'm Erica Schmidt. And I'm Brandon Kondritz. Welcome to a new sunny show. This is WNUR News, Rise and Shine. This isn't like our regular 6 p.m. news shows. In fact, you may be surprised by the type of content we have for you this morning. A run-through of the headlines. We have some morning breakfast recommendations for you and a cooking segment. What an ideal day looks like for Northwestern students. An exciting advice session. And some weather to get you running out the door with the right type of coat on. So grab your coffee, maybe a donut, and get ready for the day with us. This, those conversations and more coming up from Northwestern University. This is WNUR News, Rise and Shine at 9 a.m. I'm so excited, but before we get started, check out our Instagram story at WNUR News 89.3. That's WNUR News 89.3. Send in some questions to us throughout the show, and we will get to answering them. Now that that's out of the way, we need to start with top headlines after the day. All of the day. We are a news station after all. Here's Georgia Kerrigan with this morning's headlines. And Northwestern women's fencing had a clean sweep at the home duels meet. This victory is the latest in the team's 16 school winning streak. Among the 10 teams they faced, Notre Dame, UC San Diego, and Temple University came closest to challenging the Cats' sweep. Ultimately, though, no one could defeat the number six team on their stomping grounds. In Evanston, the Purple Line might be getting some improvements. Potential updates include making each station compliant with the American Disabilities Act, lengthening platforms, and expanding train capacities. The Chicago Transit Authority stated that the timeline for these developments will depend on federal funding availability. If implemented, the plan will require major reconstruction of every Evanston CTA station. In Chicago's Jefferson Park neighborhood, residents are frightened following a terrifying armed robbery. Surveillance video captured four suspects with guns demanding the belongings of a woman walking alone. Minutes later, the video shows the gunman returning to assault the woman. The victim was taken to a nearby hospital. Police have not yet released suspect information, but an investigation is underway. In northwest Indiana, a BP oil refinery was temporarily evacuated and shut down after a power outage. Roads near the refinery, which is the largest in the Midwest, were also closed. The power was restored by the next day, Friday, January 2nd. The nearby roads and refinery office buildings were also reopened. A BP spokesperson reported that all staff members were accounted for and uninjured. In Los Angeles, flash flood warnings are still in effect after a severe storm killed three people yesterday. The storm, which set a record for L.A. rainfall, left about 830,000 people without power. Local shelters are adding beds to account for the nearly 75,000 people in the area experiencing homelessness. Authorities announced that the intensity of the rain will decrease today, but flooding risks remain high. In an interview, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky confirmed he is considering dismissing the country's top military officer, General Valery Zeluzhny. The dismissal would come as a broader plan to shake up Ukrainian leadership as the war to end Russia's invasion continues. Zeluzhny is widely respected by Ukrainians, so the news comes as a shock to those who consider him a national hero. Thanks, Georgia. It's now 9.04 a.m., and you're likely well into your morning commute by now. Looking at the current travel times... 
On the Kennedy, it's 19 minutes from the Jane Byrne to Montrose and 20 minutes from Montrose to O'Hare. If you're headed down the Dan Ryan, it's 11 minutes from the Jane Byrne to 95th via the express lanes and 12 minutes for locals. Not that much of a difference this morning. And if you're soaking in those waterfront views on Lakeshore Drive, it's 18 minutes northbound to Bryn Mawr from downtown and 8 minutes southbound to 55th. Drive safe out there. Now, it's time we talk about cooking recipes. Brandon, do you like your morning eggs scrambled or sunny side up? Erica, I cannot tell you how much I literally hate eggs. Like, okay, I actually, I hate eggs. They're terrible. Well, then you're going to hate this conversation we're oh, going to be having coming so up. Fun. So fun. Great. I did a little research this morning, and according to Mashed, which is a popular food journalism site, there's a clear favorite among everyone. They surveyed over 17,000 people with the options of scrambled, poached, fried, hard-boiled, and sunny-side-up. And there was a clear winner. It was scrambled eggs. They scooped with... are you serious? I feel like... I feel like... I feel like sunny side up is the clear winner. I don't know. What? Like I, I don't like eggs, That's but I feel a hot like, take. but I feel like everyone's always like, oh my god, like look at how look, sunny side up. It's such a cute little, like it's such a cute little looking egg. Like it looks so pretty. But okay, scrambled I... just looks like vomit. I feel like it doesn't yeah. look a little scary. I have a little theory. I feel like sunny side up is not as voted on because it's harder to make. So I think people are a little scared, and when you make it wrong, I feel like it kind of goes south. You know what I mean? Like that Loki could that Loki could be true because I feel like yeah, I don't know. I don't understand the physics of a sunny side up egg. I don't no, really I agree. I think you have to like fry it. I was gonna include the whole like explanation of how you make it, but I was like, I can't do it. Yeah, don't even worry about it. Okay. Anyway, anyway, so scrambled eggs sweeped with 45% of the vote, which I think is crazy. That is kind of crazy. It is crazy. I also personally believe that the key to a perfect scramble myself is like you have to season the eggs before. And this is like a hot take conversation. What do you what do you what do you put? What do you season it with? Um, okay, I do salt, pepper, and a little bit of cayenne pepper, which I know is like... Ooh, okay, I know, spicy. spicy. It's giving yeah. spice. No, yeah. because TikTok, everyone's debating right now, should you put the seasoning in before, or should you put the seasoning like during, while you're cooking it, or like after? I can't believe this is a debate on TikTok. That's no, actually kind of crazy. Just a wee bit. I know you're just a hater, but yep. it's okay. Um, also, like... I'm trying to think. Oh, I also add cheese and I like to like scramble in like peppers and stuff. Highly recommend to anyone listening. Um, but then second place went to fried eggs with 24% of the vote. And then that was followed closely by sunny side up with 19%. But these two require you to like pan fry the eggs. The difference is you don't have to flip a sunny side up egg and it's just like more confusing in my opinion. Um, but even with these similarities between the two, scrambled still rank like they're ranked higher. So, yeah. Wait, what's the lowest? What's the lowest? Oh my gosh, the lowest is hard-boiled eggs. Not surprising. I I'm feel not like hard. <laughs> also, what is a poached egg? I'm sorry, I don't know what a poached egg. Wait, is. like I, I don't like even know what a poached egg. Yeah, if you know, know. if you know what a po- poached egg is and you can explain it to us, please call us eight four seven eight six six W N U R. 847-866-9687. Um, give us a call and tell us what a poached Literally egg is. Call, we would, we would love to talk to you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. I think that's all for our little egg segment. Ugh, egg debate. Egg so, bait. So, yeah. I think this is the perfect way to transition to our recipe of the day. 
Here is kind of like an eggy-ish recipe that's simple for college students, parents, or really everyone who is out there listening in Chicago land right now. It's French toast. And I will say, although I hate eggs, I do like French toast. Mm. Let's rapid fire the ingredients list. Grab a pen and paper for this. <laughs> if you're driving, I hope you I'm can so remember. Sorry. sorry. Please remember all You this. will need these things. Here yes. we go, Erica. Start us okay, off. Okay, one egg. One half cup of milk it can be any kind of milk if you're a dairy substitute girly a little oat milk moment yep, period exactly um half a teaspoon of vanilla extract a quarter teaspoon ground cinnamon for some spice yes mm-hmm. one tablespoon of butter plus extra for a serving period also too, too sli- oh wait go ahead what oh no i was gonna say like if you want that like little vegan butter throw it in yeah yeah totally come like- on this is like we're this is so inclusive oh my yes. god period two slices of whole wheat bread um, or any kind of bread you want, honestly. I feel like some sourdough would be good. Oh, like, mm, yum. Okay. And syrup or fresh fruit. What I... fresh fruit would you go for? Oh, okay. Strawberries or bananas? What about you? I would go for blueberries or like oh. raspberries or something like that. Oh, like. you're a little I love raspberries. I love raspberries. <laughs> oh my God, so good. Okay, okay. Now for the directions. So step one, crack the egg into a bowl and if you're me try not to get ill at the thought of a raw egg in a bowl so sorry add the milk <laughs> vanilla extract and cinnamon and mix it together with a fork until it's completely blended and that yolk is all broken up yes okay next step you know turn on the stove top put it on that medium heat um then place the butter into a skillet and let it melt okay once everything is melted dunk one slice of bread into the egg mixture Flip it over. Be careful not to let the bread soak for longer than a few seconds because you don't want the bread to get soggy because then it wouldn't cook right. Yes. And then place the bread into the skillet and it takes about two to three minutes. Check to see if the bottom is like a lightish brown color. And if it is, then flip that bread and cook the other side for another two to three minutes. Solid. And of course, remove it from the pan. And I mean, if you want to eat it in the pan, you can, I guess. Remove from the pan and top with butter and syrup um, and your fresh fruit as well, if you if you like. Yeah, I feel like we had to include a basic recipe because my mom's usually the one that's making French toast at home. So this was like a good refresher for me personally. As much of a good refresher as it was. And after all this egg talk, I literally I still hate eggs. They taste like sewage. Like I don't. I'm sorry. Like I feel like the the, the rise and shine is just Brandon Condrits hating on the fact that of eggs that eggs. No, we need to we need to start a little movement, an anti-egg movement. Not the the anti-egg movement. That's insane. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So. Um, the cinnamon sugar, I feel like it will cancel out the taste though. Like with yeah. French toast. Like, do you like French toast? I like French toast. Okay. And I feel okay. like, but it's just like the, the uh, yeah, the, the, the powdered sugar that I put on top, I do that sometimes also feel like cancels it out. Yes. So it works. Yeah. But thankfully there are no eggs in sight for me today. That's my ideal day. Speaking no of an ideal day, that leads us right into our next segment. Wow. It's almost like. I knew the order ahead of time oh and I wrote that in just to lead us into our next segment. Don't wow. expose that's us so, like that. That's so NPR of me. NPR, no, really if you're is. listening, hello, Shout out to give, you. give me a call. Give me a call. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my gosh. You just exposed us. But as the freezing cold continues to make us long for warmer weather, four Northwestern students walk us through their perfect day to motivate us to push through the winter quarter Basil Free has the story. It's winter at Northwestern. 
meaning students are spending much of their time bundled up in fuzzy winter jackets to escape the cold. Stuck yearning for sunny days lounging on the lakefill, this season is a time where many long for warmth in the midst of gray, dreary days. It's hard not to daydream, thinking about what an ideal day would look like if the weather was warmer and the sun was shining. But what's in a perfect day? I asked four Northwestern students to describe theirs from morning to midnight. From Medill sophomore Kate Bicalis, hers would involve nature, close friends and family, and her dogs. I would wake up around 10 a.m. in a small cottage house on the coast of Oregon, which is where I'm from. Um, and being on the coast has always been my favorite thing. It just makes me so happy. Bicalis is vegan, meaning her ideal breakfast will consist of some of her favorite homemade dishes. Me and my family would cook some breakfast, maybe some vegan tofu scramble, some vegan pancakes, which don't sound very good, but to me, they're delicious. After her meal, Bicalis' morning plans would continue with some time spent outdoors. And then we would go outside and go on a hike, a little like 11 a.m. hike. The weather would be around 70 degrees. So not too hot, not too cold, and it would be like a summer day on the coast. Um, so some cool breeze, but also the sun is out. Moving into the afternoon, Medill's sophomore Kunjal Bastola's ideal midday activity will consist of an outing with her sister. I'd probably go to a bookstore. Go to a bookstore, browse the books. Um, my perfect day would include me having the perfect amount of money. And so I'd be able to buy whatever I wanted. Despite eating brunch earlier in the day, Bastola would still have room for a nice lunch. But you know what? I would go eat some pasta. You know? Perfect day. Um, and then, if it's like warm enough, I'd probably go to like swim or something at the beach. As the sun begins to set, Medill sophomore Raghav Kosla would head to Welsh Ryan Arena to catch the cats take on the Purdue Boilermakers. I'm going to get there early, an hour, hour and a half early, making sure I get seats um, by the Northwestern bench. Uh, three or four rows up from the court uh, and then listen to that wonderful Welsh Ryan pregame mix, watching the guys warm up, booing Purdue and Zach Eady and Fletcher Lawyer and all the guys on Purdue that I'm not the biggest fan of. At 8 o'clock, the game begins. It's game time, it's a back and forth game and just like it happened this year, it's going to go to overtime and Northwestern's going to win, we're going to storm the court. Just have a phenomenal time beating number one Purdue. Under the moonlight, Cespi senior Jude Abija would head into the city for a night of music and fun. In the evening, I probably would want to get a light meal and go to a concert. Um, it doesn't have to be like a huge concert. It can be, but it could also be like a small, like indie local band maybe. Um, and just like feel some music with some people. And I feel like that'll be really fun. After a long night out, Abijah would appease his appetite with a delicious late night dinner. After that, I would like to get a huge meal. Um, I remember one time after a concert, I went to get tacos in Pilsen. And that was literally the best experience of my life. So if I could replicate that feeling, that would be great. For Bicalis, the end of her day would be picturesque. 
I always find that stargazing on the beach is the best because it's the most clear as long as it's a clear night out and in my ideal world. I mean, ideal day it would be very clear so that you can see everything. And then we'd come back, um, get ready for bed, and then yeah, go to bed around midnight and get a good night rest. And yeah, that would be my perfect day. For WNUR News, I'm Basil Free. Reminder to send in some questions to our Instagram story at WNURnews893. Now, for a brief look at the forecast. Today, we're going to have an, an okay morning. It's going to be a little overcast. I wish the sun would come out, but it's going to be okay. We'll persevere. Um, and that conti- will continue into the afternoon. The high for the day is 48, and the low is 33. Sunset is at 5.11 p.m. today. Yes, and tomorrow will be even warmer with partly sunny skies at a high of 50 degrees and a low of 43, which is insane because it's the middle of winter. Um, Also, I'm not complaining, though, because I'm a Florida native, so... And to keep the pattern going, this... I was was shocked when I read this. I was shocked, trust. It's even warmer (laughs) on Thursday. It's expected to be mostly cloudy, tears, but the high is 57 degrees, 57 and it's February and the low is 47 expect to see me pulling out my hammock at the lake fill I may or may not be going to South Beach beach school but yeah (laughs) literally now this show like we said is not like our typical 6 p.m. ones oh not at all Erica don't even worry about it yesterday we took to our Instagram at WNUR News 893 and asked for some questions from you So, welcome to A Squared, where you ask and we give answers. The question box is still up, like I mentioned, on our Instagram at WNURnews893, and we will actively be taking questions as they come throughout the show. Okay, let's start off with the first one. Here's the first question that we received. What is the best way to spend your dining dollars for the year here at Northwestern? Erica, do you want to start and explain what dining dollars are for our non-Northwestern listeners? Yes. So dining dollars are basically um, when you are a freshman and a sophomore, you're given a full like meal program here at Northwestern. And that includes dining dollars. Um, Juniors and seniors can also get dining dollars with the different meal packages, I guess, that they offer. Um, But essentially, you can spend these dollars, which are usually about 125 per quarter um, at a lot of different places on campus. It's giving monopoly money. Yes, a little bit. It's like a little fake money. You can spend Um, it on campus. Yeah. But you can kind of spend it at different cafes we have, like in our library cafe or like at Norris. You can spend it at the different restaurants or whatever that we have on campus for like specific types of food items um, that don't include meal exchanges. And meal exchanges are like a whole separate thing. Um, But I guess as a junior, I'm going to answer first with this. Um, So I'm a veteran to dining dollars and meal exchanges. I don't use them anymore, but I think the best way that I kind of spent my dining dollars was at the Norris Market. Um, And I always got like snacks. So I'm I always get a monster during finals. I have one with me right now. It's kind of a bad habit. Um, I also get like chips, chocolate, things like that. Um, Also, a milkshake from France could be a good way to 
get it going. Um, I get like a chocolate milkshake. I sometimes get the strawberry. I haven't had one in a while though. Or how are the milkshakes, Brennan? You know they're okay. I um I got one on Saturday and okay. it, it was from the um one of the uh, employees from the Kresge Cafe, Tony. She was working at the at Franz over the weekend, oh. and I was like, oh my gosh! And that is a good lead into my answer mm-hmm. for this question. I like to spend my dining dollars at the Kresge Cafe 100%. We have this building on campus, Kresge Hall, um, where I work. And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, like, classes and stuff in there. And the Kresge Cafe is at the front of the building. And two ladies run it, Melissa and Tony. I love them so much. I would, I would, I spend all of my dining dollars at, Kres- at the Kresge Cafe every quarter. And it's so wonderful and so fun. And I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next question, Erica. Do you want to yeah. intro this one? Okay, let me see, let me see. Okay, so the next question is related to Valentine's Day. We have about a week until we're going to be, all of us are going to either be celebrating or crying depending on your status of your relationship. Um, so the question is, what are the most romantic Northwestern Valentine date ideas? You can go ahead first, Brandon. Yeah, so honestly, I think that the most romantic Valentine's date idea is 100% going to Collectivo. I feel like that's really nice. Mm. But the problem with Collectivo is you can never find a table there. Like that's, that's the issue. Like, I don't think I've ever actually sat in Collectivo and been like, yes, I, I can, or I'll be like walk into Collectivo and be like, Oh, a table. And then I, I, I can mm-hmm. never find it. So I feel like that'd be a good idea, but it yeah. just doesn't work. And it just doesn't work. No, I feel like that's fair. Also, there's so many people that you kind of have to be a little bit like, I don't know. Like, everyone will know that you went on a date if you go to Collectivo. That's such a fair point. I don't... Pause is over here writing me notes. Um, Pause is our producer for the day, and she just wrote a note that says, Valentine's at Chili with the friends is... And she, like, all of, like, the greater than symbols. My roommate's single and in a relationship. Do this every single year. Wait, oh, my that's God, that's so, so cute. cute. Friend also, goals. it's giving a little margarita night. You can have, like, the little, like... um, What is it? The brownie meltdown or whatever. That cake. So good. Oh, my God. I don't know. I feel like for me, I would be anti-collectivo, but I see your point, Brandon. Like the aesthetic's good. Yeah. Um, but I think I would go more with like, okay, kind of hot take because it's literally freezing out, but definitely the lake fill. It's super cute when it's not negative 30 degrees outside. So I think the lake fill is really cute, like in spring and like beginning of fall. I was going to say a Valentine's Day was in April. Wait, that's so true. Okay, but like it's going to be warm in a couple days. I'm so, so excited. Like, yeah, that's a good point. You could do early Valentine's if Day. If someone wants to go and do that. Um, yeah. So do you want to take away the next question? Yeah, I totally can. Um, this is <laughs> this is so fun. <laughs> um, drop both of our hair care routines. Okay, sorry about it. Erica, you go first. Okay, okay. So my hair was bleached for like eight plus years. I'm a blonde or I'm a fake blonde basically and then I went ginger over winter break this um this past quarter so she was dead I use a lot of different products I use it's a 10 shampoo to keep her moisturized I use k18 hair oil I'm almost out and it also costs like a whole freaking band to buy that um and then I braid my hair at night so it stays healthy but that's kind of the routine for me that's the routine for me. Um, Brandon, take it away. What's yours? Yeah, totally. So I always tell people, this is me being vain for a second. I always tell people that my hair is my greatest asset. I love my hair. I like to take care of it. 
Um, you know, I'm always like a shampoo conditioner girly. Here's my, this is my take. I do wash my hair every night. And I know for like, for guys, I guess that's more socially acceptable to do than it is for female identifying people or people with longer hair, mm -hmm. which, you know, is okay. I think that's fine. But I have to shampoo, shampoo, at least shampoo my hair every night. I don't condition my hair every night. But I do that. Um, I, you know, when I get up in the morning, I like, like to get it wet. And then I like, well... Blow dry it on cold. I'm not trying to get heat damage on my hair. Don't worry about it. And then I just like comb it out. You know, everything ends up being great. And that's what I do. I have some, I have lots of different hair products that I use in my hair. Today I don't have anything in, but if I'm feeling fancy, then I'll put like a, a product or something in it to, to hold it throughout the day. I think your hair looks great today. Thank you. So. Thank you. I don't know. Okay. Next question okay, is see. the best Evanston mm. coffee shop. I feel like this is such a debate among Northwestern yes. students. Um, do you want to you want to take it away, Erica? Maybe do you drink coffee enough? Okay, to have an I'm on this? I'm not a coffee drinker, but I always study at um, Starbucks, like the Sherbucks, which is Sherman Avenue Starbucks. Yeah, the vibes are good there. I feel like they have good seating, so if you're like looking for a study moment, it's a good place. Um, yeah, I think another place that is good is collectivo obviously but it's very loud I can never find a table there I swear. no i know also though their pumpkin chocolate chip muffins are so bomb so Ooh, highly sorry. recommend um my favorite coffee shop in evanston is pete's 100 oh. percent i also i just okay listen yeah. the i love pete's as a concept i'm mm. really sad i look i was thinking the other day about how whenever i don't go to school here anymore that i probably will not live in evanston and i'm like well dang it like i'm never gonna because pete's is like pete's is a california thing like it's like it's a west coast thing but there's one in evanston because all of the northwestern students were like shipping pete's coffee to evanston such a long time ago yeah so i think i might just have to move to california <laughs> california just so i can be close to pete's um but that's my favorite i also like this is not an evanston coffee shop but in downtown dollop mm -hmm. coffee is my whoa favorite. So i've never loop. heard of like that loop yeah it's fun yeah. I was going to say, Pete's, I fully forgot. Pete's is so nice, but it's always, like, foggy inside. Have you noticed that? Like, the yeah, windows yeah, are yeah. all fogged it's up, like, but you kind of like, feel it's nice and warm. mysterious. Okay. Right, yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, moving on. This was actually a question from one of my friends back at home. Period. So, shout out to uh, my friend Kendall. Um, it was how to transition into cold weather coming from living in a warmer area like Florida. I feel like... Maybe I'll start on this one because I'm from Florida. Um, okay. I feel like it took me a solid year to get used to Illinois weather just because we're in Evanston and Evanston's even more north than Chicago. So it's literally freezing and we have the lake chill or like the wind chill effect from the lake. So it's just a little bit rough. But I feel like the best advice I could give is potentially in winter quarter kind of considering either like dropping back on some of your classes taking it a little bit easier because winter is a little more difficult on your body and your mind so I think like that's my own piece of advice I would give especially because like the hustle culture at Northwestern is kind of intense sometimes um, and also like doing things that like keep you keep your vitamin d up like taking vitamin d supplements um I don't know meditating reading something of that kind doing something that's not your homework that's my that's my tip i yes. feel like you i feel like northwestern students are always just like oh my god i have to do my homework ah, like just just girl take a just step away it. just it's do be it fine. it's gonna be fine so yeah. wait you've also lived here like mo or not here but you lived I've in lived decatur in illinois, illinois. In, not the decatur shout out that's insane i've lived in <laughs> i've lived in 
Illinois for my entire life. But here's my, here's my, this is my take. It's different living in Chicago than it is living in Decatur because it's colder. It's, I mean, you have to like walk everywhere. Like, that's what I always tell people. I'm like, back home, like, I drove everywhere. Like, I did not, I didn't walk. Like, Decatur's not a walkable city. I drove, but I don't have a car here. So, yeah, it's, it was, it's an adjustment for everybody. Don't worry about it. Yes. Okay. Before I see that there's another question we have. Um, I'll just say it, Brandon, you answer first. Okay. What do you recommend for forming professional connections on campus? Oh my, this ah. is, the, guys, this is the most Northwestern question I think I've <laughs> ever received in my life. Um, so what I'd recommend, you know, take classes with professors that you think are interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good tip that I have for, especially people in like in Medill or in the journalism world, really in any industry, take classes with professors and on subjects that you think are interesting, take a class because you think it's interesting, not because you think it's going to get you, you know, some kind of connection. That's kind of the wrong way to go into it. Um, and just like be yourself, honestly, go to a professor's office hours. If you think what something about them is really cool or you like something in the class and just chat with them. Like, I feel like most of the time professors are just looking to, you know, form connections with their students and they're, re- they're, they're real people just like you. Yes. So show up to office hours, chat with them and just be yourself. Don't overthink it. And yeah, that that's my recommendation. Yeah, I feel like I fully agree with everything you said. I think also when you're I don't know, like sometimes certain clubs also like bring up different options or opportunities for you to meet new people. I think staying in contact with a lot of your peers is super important too. Um, kind of like maintaining friendships among people that are in the same industry you're going into is really a good idea too. So, yeah. So solid. Okay, one last question. Oh my god, this is my favorite. I am going to I am going to name drop the person who submitted this do one it, because it's not going to make any sense. The question is, should I get a new cat? And it is from our former co-news director Helen Bradshaw. Uh, love her. I Shout miss out, Helen Bradshaw. <laughs> if she's listening right now. Give us a call, Helen, 847-866-9687. Tell me when you are. <laughs> Give us a call and talk to us. Um, I think 100% I think you should get a new cat. Yes. I um, agree. I agree. I feel like your, your current cat needs a friend. Like, I feel like that, that, that's my take. The question more is like, what type of cat do you want? Do you want a Persian, a Siamese? Like, I'm Period. a cat girl. You're so asking all the right questions. So, Helen, t- let us know what yeah. cat you get. Please do. And we'll feature your new cat on our News at Six show. Okay. And I think... Speaking of, of news at six, I think I, I think we're all done. Um, that's all for WNUR News. Rise and shine. Yes. <laughs> for more news updates and reports, follow us on X at WNUR News and on Instagram at WNUR News 893. Thanks for all those who sent in questions. Yes. And you can listen to those and other WNUR News stories on our website, WNURnews.org. That's WNURnews.org. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our producer today is the wonderful Podbomb, and our uh, thanks to Basil Free for putting together that nice package on a day in the life of a Northwestern student, what that ideal day looks like. Indeed. I'm Erica Schmidt. And I'm Brandon Condritz. Catch our next newscast tomorrow, tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Now, back to scheduled programming. Have a great day. Bye.